Hey there, welcome to the Hustle With Heart podcast. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, empty nest mom, speaker, coach, and lover of tacos. And I'm your host for the podcast, Tailor Made for Christian Businesswomen who've had success yet feel something is still missing. My mission is teaching women like you how to break free from overwhelm and overachievement so you can carry out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. On this podcast, we apply biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build a thriving business for kingdom impact. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to December. Listen, do you ever feel like you get to this place in the year and you're excited for Christmas, but you're also feeling the overwhelm and and maybe a little bit of the overachievement trying to make it look like a Norman Rockwell painting? Listen, as women, as business owners, this time can be chaotic. We can be out of an internal balance that keeps us focused on what's truly important in our businesses and in this season. And so today, my special guest, Ama Brew, who is the founder of Empowered for Balance, is going to talk to us about the myth of balance and her four pillars to help us really go into the season and forward in our business, understanding that it is possible for us to be focused in the right places and to truly walk out what the Lord has given us to do. And listen, this is perfect timing because obviously Christmas is here or coming in a few weeks. And this month, we're also working through the idea of what serenity means for us in business. So I can't wait for you to tune into this episode. And then don't forget to go check out her links, get her free tool and connect with her on social. Let's show her some love for giving us some love on this episode. Let's dig in. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hustle With Heart podcast. I Before we dive into this great conversation that we're about to have, I have a couple of questions for you. Do you ever feel burnout? (laughs) Do you ever feel like, Lord, I have so many plates in the air, even all the good things that you've called me to do, Lord God, but man, it is a struggle some days. And I think especially apropos with where we are, this episode is airing December 6th. It's a few weeks. It's what, 19 days until Christmas day for those of you that celebrate Christmas and I am just honored to have my guest today. So let me tell you about Amma Brew, who is my guest. Amma is an incredible sister in Christ. She is a best-selling author, speaker. She is a life balance strategist. She is also a certified wellness coach. And she doesn't just come to this from her own experience. She has an educational background with a BA in psychology and a master's in organizational leadership and human resources. And I am just thrilled. We have been chatting for many, many months. I had the honor of being on her podcast a few months back. And so Amma, I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here too. You know, I've been looking forward to this and (laughs) thank God we can finally do this, right? Yes, yes, yes. God just perfectly positioned this timing. I I just believe that. So Amma, I want to start with understanding a little bit about 
you and your journey to Empowered for Balance, which is your business, and how God directed that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing because, and I, I guess I'll be very vulnerable here and share even parts of the story that I never share. Um, but I, I came into Empowered for Balance knowing already what I knew God was calling me for because I got saved. I, I was born as a Christian kid, so grew up as a Christian, but I had my own personal encounter at the age of 17. And I always knew that God was going to use me to empower women, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. And for years, I, you know, I went off track, life happened, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, um, here I am um, going to school, wanting to be an HR guru, you know, trying so hard to make this work only to get pregnant with my twins and get the news that they were not going to be healthy. So they had some complications right there. And that is where my story started going downhill even more because, you know, I went from having dreams to living the life of a special needs mom with feeding tubes and all that, you know, hospital visits, surgeries and all that. And I gave up. I gave up. I gave up. That's the thing. I, I gave up about ever even pursuing this dream or doing what God has for me. And I went from being so confident to just seeing myself as I'm just a mom of kids who are sick. And I was defining myself by that. And so for the first five years of, I'll say four years of my kids' um, life, it was like, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. I'm just going to be down here. I'm just going to be by my kids. It's just being my kids and that's it. And I went from, again, having a huge vision for myself to starting a daycare business because, of course, I was just home with kids. So it was like, OK, I'm just going to take another kids and take care of them. And I did it for two years and I was so unfulfilled. The money was good because, mm. you know, America taking care of kids. People want people to watch their kids. So consistent income. The money was good. But I realized I was that's when I started having that in a turmoil and burnout and all that and realizing that, okay, this is not for me. Something is just not right. So I started my journey back to rediscovering myself and, you know, fell into this whole coaching thing, went back to school, got certified and that's it. Empowered for Balance was birthed. And I think that it was a miracle for me because Empowered for Balance is my testimony of giving up on life mm. and being able to, you know, restore. God has restored me. That's the word, restore. God has restored me from, you know, that four or five years of not even seeing any vision or anything that God had for me and just going with what I thought was convenient and God telling me, Hey, that that's not for you. I know mm. I have a plan for you. I have a way for you. You have, you've had kids who are sick, but that doesn't stop you from mm. still walking in the purpose that I have for you. That's right. And I've just been on this journey, you know, following what I believe God is leading me to to help women who are also going through the same thing. Maybe they don't have special needs kids, but maybe they're overwhelmed by life and the day-to-day -day things that they have to handle and deal with, you know, as women in the corporate world, in the business world, in any area of their life. They may not even be moms, 
but we women are on a hamster wheel all the time. And sometimes we lose our way and we even forget that we have a purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, God has a plan for our lives. So I'm on a mission to help women eliminate that burnout shift from that burnout, that overwhelm, that inner turmoil to that place of balance, that place of hearing from God, that place of walking into your purpose and living a productive life. And it's not productive in terms of just making money, but productive in terms of having that inner fulfillment, knowing that, hey, I have a lot on my plate, but I'm good because I'm doing what God wants for me and I'm on the right track. Mm, That is so powerful. There's three things that that came up for me. And so the first is this, this idea of restoration, right? Yeah. So before we start, before we hit record, Amma and I were having a conversation about some upcoming things that she's going to be doing. Um, and, and we were talking about this idea of renewal and rediscovery and um, restoring. Ooh, another word that just came for me, Amma, write this down, repositioning. Yes. What? Okay. So that was the first thing that came up for me. The second thing is I think so many women can relate to, we have dreams and then life happens and life happened for you in a big way. And then while yes, we, we, we need to focus on those, you know, obviously you needed to focus on, on your children, all mothers do, but certainly with, with dealing with special being the mom of special needs children, that, that, that takes a different level of focus and a different level of sort of setting aside everything else. But then at the same time, like the enemy can get us stuck there. Right. And and just how you were talking about like really leaning into the Lord and the Lord saying like, this does not define you let me direct you, which to my listeners, if you have, you know, we've been talking about these four keys, right? Define, direct, discipline, and develop. And so in that moment, him saying like, this does not define you. And I have a different direction for you, if you will. Yeah. But the third thing is how old are your children now? And, and how has, how has that evolved for them with, with their special needs? So the kids are definitely, they're stable. They're fine. Um, they're almost, you know, five, so they're doing really well. They're very stable, but you know, one thing that you, you know, especially even with this question, God didn't wait for things to get back to perfect. What? Yes. Before he started restoring me. And that's what, where anytime I talk about it, I get very emotional because Sometimes we're going through things and we are waiting for things to get back on track and things to be perfect before we even think of evolving and becoming who God wants us to be. But God didn't wait. When he got my attention, it was like, hey, we're going now. Mm. You know, we are doing this now. You may be going through what you're going through, right? But I'm, I have power over everything. So I can use you, even if your circumstance, it's not perfect. So I I just, I want to take a moment because that is a word for somebody right there that God does not wait for things to be perfect. And in fact, you know, as Dr. Charles Stanley says, brokenness is is the key for maximum usefulness with the Lord. And in Romans 5, 8, it says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is so powerful what you just said, because sometimes I think we feel like as we're trying to balance, and I want to come back to that word in just a second, 
we have to show up perfectly for the Lord to move. No, no, no. Friends, we just need to be willing to move. We just need to be take, we just need to be in movement for him to steer us. Ooh, that's good. That is so good. (laughs) Talk to me about balance because, you know, oftentimes we hear this idea of balance and then we hear the myth of balance and that like, we're never fully balanced. And that if you think about the scales of justice, if you will, like they're never, they're not ever fully in the middle balanced. So how do you define balance? So it's funny, you know, this question has been put to me many times and people are like, balance doesn't exist. Work-life balance doesn't exist, all that. But as Christian women, when we talk about balance, we are looking at getting to that place where we have inner balance. So it's not Mm -hmm. about having the exact number of time for work and the exact number of time for the kids and, you know, you know, dividing our time evenly because a lot of people think it's external balance, but it's getting to that place where you have, you, you take care of your needs and I know we're going to get into the four pillars, but you get to that place where you take care of your needs using these four pillars so that you are self-aware Mm-hmm. And you know what you need in the moment and mm-hmm. you know how to prioritize. So that is the balance I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's balance in the sense that I have my kids. I may have kids. I may have work. I may run a business. I'm, I may be involved in the church. I may be involved in the community. I'm doing all these things as a woman and it can be overwhelming if I'm doing all these things, which is true. We all feel overwhelmed sometimes. But when we get to that place where we know when to stop ourselves, We know when to say no. We know when to choose which one of them because we can't do it all, right? right. It's when we get to that place where we're not trying to be superwoman, trying to do everything at maximum capacity, right? right? But we get to that place where it's like, I know I am involved in all these things, but right now, this is what I need to focus on. Yes. Oh, that is so powerful. That is the balance we're talking about. I I love that you distinguish between inner and outer balance, right? And to me, and we're going to go right to those pillars, to me, this idea of the boundaries and knowing knowing yourself and all of those things is so related to the four keys that I talk about, right? Because when we know who we are and whose we are, we come at it from a different perspective. When we're allowing him to direct us, we come at it from a different perspective. And then we can make the right decisions to put, to take what action and to prioritize. So I love that. All right, let's talk about those four pillars. (laughs) Go right ahead. So we have the four pillars of life balance. The first one, definitely self-care. I'm the self-care queen. I'm sure you know that already, but self-care is just basically being able to take take care of ourselves. We are the Mm -hmm. temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in us. We are the church, right? So we need to prioritize our care. The culture has brought us up not to take care of ourselves. It's like the more you're doing for everybody, the more successful you're being seen. Mm. And when you're a Christian woman, probably you've even been brought up to feel like, hey, when you take care of yourself, you're being selfish. But that is not the case. You know, we all want to be the virtuous woman. We all want to be the Proverbs 31 woman. But she stopped and took care of herself. Yes, she did. You know, she took out, she she made herself clothes. Nobody made her clothes for her. 
So she, in as much as she was doing everything for everybody, she was taking care of herself. She made her yes. own bed in, right? If she lived in New Hampshire, probably she did. <laughs> and she didn't have any bed in. She's going to freeze to death in the winter, right? right? So she paused to take care of her needs. Yeah. So in the same way as women, we need to take care of our needs. And sometimes when we talk about self-care, people are like, oh, I don't have the time. I can't take that vacation. I, I, I can't take the three days off. But we are not even talking about the three days off. That's top notch. That's the perfect scenario. We are talking about coming up with a strategy that works for you every day. The same way you wake up and you brush your teeth, you have your dinner, you have your lunch, you take care of the kids' needs. You also need to carve out time for yourself. And it doesn't have to be a whole hour or two hours. It's even get to that place where you're deciding, I'm going to do five minutes at a time for myself during the day between appointments. Mm. And, you know, we women, our schedules are full of two things. Either we have drains on our schedule, and that's usually the case. You know, our schedule is full of things that are draining us of energy. And I know the word energy is a buzzword for people. I'm not talking energy in that sense, but energy in terms of your physical, your mental, your emotional, because we're giving out to people all the time. That's right. So all this, these are things that we do usually is draining us from energy. And we have fillers. Fillers are the things that fill us up, right? So there are certain things that when you embark on and you do, and it's different for everybody. So I don't even like giving examples. For some, it might be worship. For some, it might be reading the script. You know, there are little, little activities that when we do, it fills us up, makes us feel like we've replenished ourselves. Mm. So we want to make sure that we are intentionally putting fillers on our schedule because if not, then it never happens. Yes. And this is just a simple drains, drains and fillers kind of self-care that I usually, that's the simplest way I can describe self-care. So look okay. at your schedule, check out your schedule, see all those activities on my schedule weekly. Are they drains? Are they fillers? Do I have enough fillers to balance out the drains? Mm. Mm. Because if not, then we are draining ourselves. It's just like when you have a cell phone, right? You, you, you charge the cell phone and during the day, probably phone calls are coming and text messages are coming. You're using it for YouTube, social media. It's draining the battery. Yes. And so sometimes you get to that place where you realize, oh, my battery is 15 minutes, I mean, 15% and it's going to die. You may yes. not have time to plug it in for another four or five hours to get a full battery. But sometimes when you plug it in for even five, 10 minutes, it's able to bring the battery up a bit, right? Yes. So like maybe 20 or 25, and that could probably take you through the day. So you have time to really charge it. So the same way we women, we are draining ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the little bits and pieces of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at a time that we can plug into our schedule as we go through our day is going to keep us sustained you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. So we want to be intentional about our self-care. That's, that's the number one thing. So the Mm -hmm. number one pillar is self-care. And I know it's, when I, if I start talking about self-care, the whole thing is going to be about self-care. So I'm gonna <laughs> cut it here. But I do have my book, the self-care book. Yes. Um, walks you through how you can, you know, create a self-care routine that's sustainable that you can do every day. Yes. That doesn't need a vacation. The vacation is good, but until you get that vacation, let's find a way to get you to charge your batteries. I love you know? that. And the link to the book will be in the show notes, everyone. Yes. So make sure you check that out. Okay. Tell us about pillar two. Pillar number two is self-love, mm-hmm. self-esteem, self-esteem, building a balanced self-esteem. A lot of us women are drained 
because we don't value ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are seeking external validation and we are trying to validate ourselves by how much we are able to match up to what our culture and our society expects of us. Yes. Mm. So we are busy taking on things that we are not supposed to be taking on. We are busy trying to achieve things that probably that might not even be what God wants for us. Right. Just because that's how we are defining our self-value. So we want to get to that place where we are not defining our self-esteem by what people say we need mm. to be, mm. what our church says we need to be, what yes. society says, what social media says we need to be. But we are defining our self-esteem by who God says we are. Because when we value ourselves and we see ourselves as what who God says we are, we, we tend to love ourselves more and we are careful mm. about what we are taking on as people. So self-love, very important. It's not selfish. When you love yourself, yeah. the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't That's say right. love, love your neighbor and don't love yourself. It says right. love your neighbor the same way you love yourself. So whilst yes. we're so busy doing everything for everybody, we have to love ourselves first. Mm. And the funny thing is that it's hard for us. I feel like we people of today, it's hard for us to show genuine love. A lot of the love we're showing has strings attached to it. It's not yes. unconditional love because we don't love ourselves. We don't. That's right. We don't, we don't love ourselves. We don't know even how to show ourselves love. We don't know how to pamper ourselves. We don't know how to treat ourselves with respect and compassion, right. you know? Yeah. So get into that place where you learn to love yourself, irrespective of your challenges, irrespective of your flaws, irrespective of what's wrong about you, what you're going through externally. But you get to that place where you still place value in yourself as a woman because God says you're valuable. He says you're made in his image. He says right. he knew you even before you were in your mother's womb. He yes. says he knows the plans and thoughts he has for you. He loves you, so he sent his son to die for you. I can right. go on and on and on and on, but get into that place where you see that I am valuable anyways, even though my kids are sick. Right. And that's where I got to, you know. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm still valuable, even though my kids are sick. I'm valuable anyways, even though life has is, been hard. The pandemic mm. has hit me so hard financially. I'm not doing well. And my life is on the rocks, right? Mm, I'm still mm. valuable. And talk about yes. rocks. I'm building my self-esteem on the right. solid rock, which is the word. Boom. Yes. And, <laughs> you know? and I, and I want to say just one thing before we move to pillar three. I think sometimes that the world wants us to think that self-love is like, you do you. Like, you yeah. just, you take care of you. And, and what I love is that you brought all of this back to how the Lord defines us. And by the way, the last thing that he created was woman. So we are the crowning glory, right? Of yeah. all, right? And so if he thought that much to make women, like, come on, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, tell us about pillar three. Pillar number three. So when you get your self-esteem and self-care intact, now it's easier for you to set boundaries. Yes. Pillar number three is boundaries. We all need them. You know, you don't need to be a yes woman. You don't need to say yes to everybody. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. And it's so hard for us to say no, because either we are afraid people will think we're not good. Either our culture expects us to be a certain way. So even when genuinely, you know that this task that I'm taking on 
it's just not for me. It's just not down my alley. You still go for it because you're trying to match up to that thing, right? So we want to get to that place where we can say no. And we can say it gracefully, Mm. assertively. You know, there's nothing wrong. You're not a bad person for saying no. And so I always say, when I talk about boundaries, I say the most important question you want to ask yourself is, how far is too far? Mm. How far is too far for me spiritually? You know, how far would I go without feeling overstretched? How far is too far for me physically? Right. right? I check my schedule. I have so many things on it. Am I overstretching myself? Right. You know, how far is too far for me socially? How far is too far for me mentally? How much of other people's emotional trials and problems can I take on without feeling overdrained? So how far is too far should be your best, your your favorite question for yourself. Anytime people come to you to ask you for help, you don't need to give an automatic answer. Mm -hmm. And that's me. I used to be that person. I would give, I'm an autopilot. I was on autopilot anyway. So people would show up and it's like, oh yeah, okay, okay. And I'm saying, okay, to everybody. And then you go back and you check your schedule and you realize, oh dear, I just took on more than I can handle. And you realize that now you're doing things for people, but you don't even feel fulfilled because you're doing it out of stress. You're, you're so exhausted, right? Right. But when you're walking in your boundaries, you get to make a choice. What am I going to take on? And yeah. we women, we have two types of responsibilities. We have primary responsibilities. We have secondary responsibilities. The primary responsibilities are the things that you cannot compromise on. So if you're mm-hmm. a mom, you can't say you're just ignoring your kids. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. You know, oh, you have to work a job because you need to pay your bills. So those things are like your primary responsibilities. The secondary responsibilities are the things that you take on, like helping a friend out, helping out at a party, you know, I'm volunteering for things. Mm-hmm. It's good to do it, but you want to make sure that you're doing it within your boundaries. Yes. And so if you're doing it anyways, and you are grumbling and murmuring, then God is not even blessing you because mm. you're not doing it out of a good heart. You really wanted to do it out of a good heart, but now it's turned into an activity that's making you sin, <laughs> you know? So at the end of the day, Make sure that whatever you're taking on is not beyond your boundaries. Mm, so good. And I love me, that when question. You start doing boundaries, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Expect it because oh, yeah. people who are used to getting a yes from you, anyways, will start feeling like, oh, there's something different about you, you know, and you're going to get pushback. But you need to stay firm, be very mm-hmm. firm and assertive about it. Right. And you can offer an alternative if you cannot do it exactly how they want you to do it. So maybe somebody wants you to do something for five hours. If you don't have the five hours and you can do 30 minutes, offer that 30 minutes. That's I can do this. I would love to help. Right. But I'm going to do this for this. This is what I can do today. Right. Probably we can regroup for another time. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not a bad woman for saying no. No. And let your yes be yes. Right. I Exactly. I love that. Okay. What's pillar four? Pillar number four is delegation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that we women have a tough time with. Yes, you we know. do. Clients show up and I can tell the whole, we are holding on to our responsibilities and the things on our plate, like a badge of honor. <laughs> and I think it's also tied to our self-esteem yes. because we think that, oh, I'm a, if I'm a mom, I need to do everything, you know. I want to homeschool. I want to do this. I want to do all this for my kids in addition to running a business. 
in addition to probably also having a full-time job, in addition mm-hmm. to what I'm doing at church. And we are holding on to all these responsibilities. And when people show up and they want to help, we say no. So it's funny because we're saying no to the things we're supposed to be saying yes to. And That's we're right. saying yes to the things we're supposed to be saying no to. You know, just because we feel like, oh, that is going to make me feel like I have failed. Like I'm not good mm-hmm. enough to be able to do all these things. You know, and trust also comes here. You know, we can't trust people to do it as we want it to be done because we are perfectionists. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. it to be perfect. Yes. So we think that I'm the only one that can do it. And I used to do, I used to walk in that, you know, when my son had the feeding tube, um, I used to have nurses who would come and help. But I still wanted to do it because I felt I'm the only one who can do it. I'm the only one. Then one day they summit they're like, no, you need to take it easy. We are here to help you. That's you right. Yeah. Yes. The fact that, yes, you are the mom and you're the business owner and you are the manager and you are the CEO and you are. Yes, we know we respect you for that, but it doesn't mean that you need to do everything in order for things to be successful. Mm. So that's and a I think- lie. It's, and it's so, it is hard for us to let go, yes. especially as self-sufficient women, yep. you know, we sort of pride ourselves in that. So there you go. There's a stronghold of pride and that, so we don't ask for help. And then we get frustrated because we don't get help, but we didn't ask for help. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly. another form of a boundary. I, I think going back to what you said about pillar number three, you know, we have to learn to set boundaries, but we also have to learn to allow a boundary open so someone else can help us because guess what? They may be helping us because that's what God told them to do. And we cannot, we should not stand in the way of their obedience because when we do that, he can't bless their obedience because they're not following through because we're saying no to them helping us. Yeah. 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 So good. Oh, um, I love this conversation. Okay. I have two questions before we finish up. Um, number one, what is one piece of advice that you would give? We're coming up to Christmas. I feel like every one of these pillars is like hitting at exactly the right time. But what is one thing that you that you really feel like us busy women can do to maintain that inner balance during this holiday season? Okay. So the most important thing we need to think about is you don't need to do it all mm. and it does not have to be perfect. Yeah. Maybe your mom did it. Cause I know Christmas, Thanksgiving, maybe you're hosting a dinner, you're doing all that. Maybe your mom used to do it and it was perfect in a certain way. You don't need to try to replicate the same thing. You are who you are. You're who God made you to be. So walk in your identity and do what you feel is going to be within your boundaries. Don't overstretch yourself. Yes. Okay. And if you need to delegate, you know, delegate some things. Somebody can bring the sauce. Somebody can bring that, right. you know. If you need to buy from, for the past two years, I've been buying my Thanksgiving meal from outside because I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so There's I, I just order it. I order a lot of the stuff and then the yep. things we can make, which is easy, we just add onto it. Yep. And that doesn't make me a fail. I'm not a bad woman because I couldn't make a turkey. No, no. Plus you're blessing the business that's providing that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know? And it doesn't yes. make me less of a woman. I'm not no. invaluable because I didn't do it. So no. all I'm trying to say here is that 
you know, applying these principles, you know, consider how far is too far for you, how far mm-hmm. what, you, what you need to, you think you need to do will be too far for you. Yeah. You know, what can I delegate? What can I outsource, right? To other right. people or other entities to help me, right? Yes. And how can, what can I do as I'm going through all this busy season to take care of myself? Is yes. it doesn't mean taking a pause sometimes, going for a quick five minute walk, get some air in my lungs, any little thing you can put on your schedule during this busy season, go for it. Yes. And, you know, these are little ways you can apply all these things. And you realize that you would really enjoy the season more. That's right. Instead of yes. going at it in the frenzy of, oh, I need to do this. Oh, it has to be, you know, and it's like, it's not even enjoyable because you spend the whole time stressing about the whole celebration. That's and right. Even financially, right? Sometimes we're overstretching ourselves financially during the holiday season. Yes. So, Yes, I wish I could give this gift to this person because that will make me look like the best gift that showed up. But is it going to overstretch me? What yes. can I do within my boundaries? which still shows them that I love them, right? Yeah. That oh, so good. I mean, yeah. practical tips, everyone. Practical tips. I love this. Okay, the last question I have before I have you tell us where people can find you is if you had to sum up your Hustle With Heart journey. So from the time that, God really started moving in the imperfection of life to bringing you to where you are today. If you could sum that up in one word, what would it be? Faith. Yeah. It's been a journey of faith because even when I started, I didn't have money. You know, when I started and I wanted to build a website, I didn't have the money. And I always thank the lady that helped me to put things together, Stephanie Rona. She's a very good um, online website coach, you know, all that branding person. I didn't have the money, but it was a journey of faith. So I took a payment plan. Oh, wow. And it went from a payment plan of trying to build a website to a payment plan of paying for coaching school to a payment plan of writing a book and self-publishing two books in two years during a pandemic. Yeah. It just started with that little step of faith. Faith that as little as a master seed. That's right. Yes. It started, you know. I, all I wanted to do was to even just build that website, brand it. But I didn't even realize that two books were going to come out of it in two right. years. And this is what he does when we're faithful. Yeah, exactly. So good. Okay, I'm a, to close up, thank first of all, thank you. This has been such an incredible conversation, which I knew it would be, but I know it's blessing people as they're listening to it. Um, what is your favorite place for people to find you? We'll have all the links in the show notes, but where do you really most love people to find you? So I would say my website because it has everything. It has all, you know, all the links to wherever you can find me. So my website is www.empoweredforbalance.com. Yeah. So when you go there, you're going to learn a little bit about me, how you can connect with me. And then it has all the links to my YouTube, my podcast, all the social media platforms. And I have a blog on there also. Good. So go check her out. Make sure you follow her on all the social things. Get the book, all the good stuff. And Ama, thank you so, so much for being our guest. I feel like this was so perfectly timed. I know we had scheduled this before and we had to move it, but I feel like as God always does, this, these four pillars are so powerful as we go into the to the Christmas season. And so that was, of course, his perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Take care, everybody. 
Hey, before we go, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by the Hustle With Heart Christmas Book Pack. Christmas is almost here, and I've got the perfect gift for the Christian business women in your life, including yourself. This book pack includes a personally signed copy of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle With Heart, along with a Hustle With Heart prayer bookmark, all beautifully packaged and ready for you to wrap. Order yours today at erinharrigan.com slash Christmas pack. And you can find those details in the show notes, but hurry because you need to order by December 15th to guarantee delivery in time for Christmas. Thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle with Heart podcast each week. I pray it brings you value as you pursue success God's way to build a thriving business. Remember to check the show notes for the helpful links or free tools that I talked about in today's episode. I love seeing your shout outs to the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So when you do that, please tag me. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite network so you get the episode every Monday when it releases. Definitely share this with your friends and fellow business owners that you know could benefit from this content. And could you also take a minute to help us out by leaving a review to help us reach more people with this message? We would so appreciate that. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine.